Good morning. It's the fourth Sunday of Lent. I'm Deacon Steve McGahey, and I'm here with my wife, Karen. And this morning, we're going to be praying the Liturgy of the Word. And today, we celebrate the Lenten Sunday, named for the first word in the opening antiphon, which is rejoice. Truly, the blind man did rejoice as his sight was received. And truly, we rejoice as we see the glory of our Lord as we believe. So let us begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let us pause for a moment and call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, light of the world, you healed the man who had been born blind. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, light of the world, you summon the sinner to repentance. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, light of the world, you call us out of darkness into your wonderful light. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who through your word reconciled the human race to yourself in a wonderful way, grant, we pray, that with prompt devotion and eager faith, the Christian people may hasten towards the solemn celebrations to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the book of Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have chosen my king from among his sons. As Jesse and his sons came to the sacrifice, Samuel looked at Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature, because I have rejected him. Not as man sees does God see, because man sees the appearance but the Lord looks into the heart. In the same way, Jesse presented seven sons before Samuel, but Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? Jesse replied, there is still the youngest who is tending the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send for him. We will not begin the sacrificial banquet until he arrives here. Jesse sent and had the young man brought to them. He was ruddy, a youth handsome to behold and making a splendid appearance. The Lord said, there, anoint him, for he is the one. Then Samuel, with horn of oil in hand, anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. 
shepherd I shall not want In verdant pastures He gives me repose Beside restful waters He leads me He refreshes my soul The Lord is my shepherd There is nothing I shall want He guides me in my past For his name's sake Even though I walk in the dark valley I fear no evil, for you are at my side. With your rod and your staff that give me courage. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows the Lord is my shepherd there is nothing I shall want Goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. There is nothing I shall want. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. Try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the fruitless works of darkness. Rather, expose them, for it is shameful even to mention the things done by them in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The word of the Lord. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus passed by, 
He saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back, able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is. But others said, No, it just looks like him. He said, I am. So they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He replied, The man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. And he said to them, he put clay on my eyes. I washed and now I can see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a sinful man do such signs? And there was division among them. So they said to the blind man again, what do you have to say about him? since he opened your eyes. And he said, he is a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked them, is this your son who you say was born blind? How does he now see? His parents answered and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he's of age. He can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. And for this reason, his parents said, he's of age, question him. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, If he's a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that I was blind, and now I see. So they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I already told you and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They ridiculed him and said, you are that man's disciple. We are the disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know where this one is from. The man answered them and said to them, 
This is what is so amazing, that you do not know where he is from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. Then they answered and said to him, You were born totally in sin, and you're trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. And when Jesus, th when Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord, and he worshipped him. Then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see might see, and that those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, Surely we're not also blind, are we? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying, We see, so your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This week's reading for the fourth Sunday of Lent. It's a very long reading, but it's a very fitting reading about regaining sight. And the gospel begins with a dialogue between Jesus and the disciples. And the disciples are asking a very fair question about the blind man. And they say, Jesus, what caused this? What was the cause? We're always looking for placing blame. Was this man born in sin? Did he sin? Did his parents sin? Why was he born blind? And Jesus, like he often does, uses this as a three-part opportunity to heal the man, to make him whole, to teach for the moment, and to teach for the future. And what Jesus says is that he quickly puts it to rest, that it was not sin that had caused this, but rather that the glory of God might be shown. And you see, Jesus and the disciples are in the temple area for the Feast of Tabernacles. And if you read the chapters prior to today's readings, it's the Feast of Tabernacles that's in the fall. And it's the eighth day on the Feast of Tabernacles. And what is happening is, is, is every day, for seven days, somebody would be sent from the temple to the pool of Siloam, which was living water. And for seven days, this person being sent would bring back water to sanctify the altar water in the temple. On the eighth day, Jesus stands up in the temple, and he says, I am the living water. He proclaims that he's the water and not the water from the pool of Siloam. 
It's also a tie-in to last week's reading with the woman at the Samaritan well where he talks about living water. And this is just one of the eight great I am statements in the Gospel of John. Statements like, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the living water. And so the man... Well, Jesus does what's called, what theologians call, a theophany. Hearkening back to the days of Adam in Genesis, he mixes spittle with clay, just as Adam was formed with the clay of the ground. And this theophany is a sign, it's a symbol, to show that the human race as a whole is blind and will regain its sight by divine interaction, by divine intervention through the sacrifice of Jesus. The man didn't ask to be healed, but he's very grateful that he was. And he's very obedient. He goes to the pool of Siloam, washes and regains his sight. And it's there, if you can imagine having been born blind, to see the colors and the wondrous things of life and he's leaping and shouting for joy. And then what happens? He gets called on the carpet immediately, taken to the Pharisees to find out, how is this possible? How can this man regain his sight? You know, in Isaiah, in several places, it's mentioned that the Messiah, the Messiah alone, will be able to restore sight to the blind. And this is a test on whether or not the ruling establishment in Jerusalem will accept Jesus as the Messiah, especially on the eighth day of the Feast of Tabernacles, the most holy day. And that's why the interrogations go back and forth. But notice the man. He doesn't know. He knows he has his sight. And the gospel reading begins with him regaining his sight, knowing the name of the person who made the spittle, made the clay. Going and being obedient and washing in the pool of Siloam and knowing that it was Jesus who did it. Then he goes from being somebody who has regained his sight to acknowledging Jesus Christ as a prophet. And then upon further interrogation, he's a disciple. He becomes a disciplined follower. He begins quoting Old Testament scripture back to the Pharisees and indicting them on their inability to understand that he's the one who restored his sight, so he must be the Messiah. And then finally, after he's thrown out, Jesus finds him, and he recognizes Jesus as the Son of Man, as the Messiah. This is our journey, and this is our joy. You see, at our baptism, it is water which removes original sin, where we're washed and cleansed, where our humanity is restored, 
where divinity is now made again available for us. And what also happens at our baptism? Our godparents and our parents receive the light of Christ. That light of Christ which shines forth. Jesus Christ sacramentally is present for us in everything. And you know, today, with coronavirus and churches being shuttered and synagogues and people around the world not being able to worship or thinking that they're not being able to worship, quite often we're thinking that we're cast into the darkness, that we're without the light, that we're without Christ. And yet, that light is what dwells within us. The darkness is dispelled as we go about our lives because we are the light of Christ. We are the body of Christ. We have Christ in us. We are the church, not the building that we can't go to, not the people that we can't hug or embrace or offer a sign of peace with. Although all of those things are missed, And it's our spiritual communion and our longing for those things and longing for the actual presence of the body of Christ in the Eucharist. All of those things will return. But in the meantime, it's how we handle. Are we witnesses like this man, the man who has been born blind, who now has his physical sight back? And we as are we in the disciple phase? Are we in the acknowledging him as the prophet phase? Or are we in the declaring of him as the Messiah faith of our life and our walk? And you know, for all of us, it's different. But certainly, in times of trouble and distress, we come together and we worship communally as the body of Christ. I'm here, you're there, and someone else is over there. But together, we're joined together into one body, with Jesus Christ as our head. Let's now profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism, for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray.
We truly are the children of light. And so we strive to make the needs of the world visible. Let us now pray for all those in need. For the church that we may bring to light whatever is hidden, whatever is hidden in darkness, and heal the wounds that have gone unnoticed. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For government leaders, that they may continually work to ensure the well-being of those that are most vulnerable in our society and for those that are in their care. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For victims of extreme human rights violations, for those who've been abducted, tortured, or executed, and for their families, and for their loved ones. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those preparing for the Easter sacraments, for the catechumens and the candidates who are now the elect, as they prepare that they may walk in the light of Christ and radiate that light to others. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all of us, that we may resolve and look beyond appearances, and attempt to see the face of Christ in everyone that we meet. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who feel isolated, alone, or separated, for those in this time of trouble, in this time of coronavirus, who need the especial light of Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer for healthcare workers, for first responders, for those in hospitals, for those who are looking for cures and for those who will bring us through this crisis. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For government leaders, that they may expedite all those things that are needed throughout our great land and across this world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for all the prayers that we hold in the silence of our hearts, for all of our intentions, for those which are spoken and unspoken. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Luminous God, on the first day you created light and you allowed that light to shine over all of your creation. Help us to magnify that light and share that light and follow that light as we struggle through the darkness of sin and death. Grant this in all our prayers through Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Amen. Amen. Strength of his spirit. 